to season six of the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Alex, one half of Be Sober. And I'm Lisa, the other half. So if you're new to our podcast, Lisa and I have been best friends since high school. It actually feels like that as well, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And after many years of getting drunk together, we've decided to experiment with being sober together. You can find out more about our story by going right back to season one, because honestly, there's just too much stuff to tell you here. There definitely is. So we started Be Sober with a vision to connect people living a sober or sober curious lifestyle. We wanted to help them feel less alone and show them that you can still have fun without alcohol. Be Sober is actually now the only sober community, which we're very proud of, that has absolutely everything that you could possibly need all in one place. So we believe from the bottom of our hearts that everyone who doesn't want to drink alcohol deserves to feel absolutely normal. We're back. Yay, we're back. Hi, Alex. Oh, I've missed saying this. So I've actually missed saying it, but I've also had real high levels of anxiety about doing a podcast. You know how I'm going to use the word, and I hate this word, anal I am. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we've been back, what, like two minutes and you've already thrown anal in? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, right. I've had this fear of doing a podcast, not because I'm frightened of speaking to everyone, because that, as you know, is one of my skills, just chatting shit. But I've also sworn in the first sentence, sorry guys, but it wouldn't be the same without a few anal words and shit bombs, would it? (laughs) Why are you doing that? (laughs) I think it's nerves, Lisa. But honestly, right, I've been I've been nervous about it because it see, it rolls off. We do it dead natural. We don't really edit it. And honestly, I feel like I've still got an editing job, and we don't edit it. I know, I know. It's um, it's going to be absolutely fine. I'm dead excited because I think we've been up to so much. It's been ages since we've recorded a podcast. Not ages since people have listened, but we literally, last season, right, we both fell out of love with our podcast briefly. And yeah, not we did. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Because what we did was we went all commercial, right? Yeah. It was the ads. That, that is what it is, right? We tried throwing some ads in and I'm sorry, I just felt such a knob. <laughs> thing so now we've had knob, anal and shit. <laughs> Right, we did 10 episodes in like three weeks over over three weeks so by the time you've done number nine and you're saying hi Lisa hi Alex it just weren't natural was it I felt that's what I thought anyway can you then and I I'm quite a good liar right and I mean that with lots of compassion for myself (laughs) I can fake it Lisa can't fake stuff. It has to come from the heart and be authentic. It does. And the biggest thing that I worried about is that time. Was it the last one where I didn't feel great? Or like... Like, yeah. It yeah, was, I weren't great. So then <laughs> for me, I didn't feel great for what, like a day. But for anybody listening, it was like weeks and weeks. I was a miserable <laughs> cow for. But, um, that, that one day did feel like weeks for me. <laughs> yeah, if you're your cheeky sod. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, we took this break. I don't know why I've said literally because it's the only way to actually take a break. You can't metaphorically take one, can you? But anyway, we took this break and we said, let's just come back when we feel like it. And Lisa's actually been itching to do a podcast for the last couple of weeks. And I've been like, oh, well, we'll just wait. We'll just wait. Anyway, she's convinced me today. We're here and we're going to talk to you about everything we've been up to, which is a lot. 
Oh, we have actually been up to. Shall we? Shall we start with you? No, I don't. I think we should start with our camping trip. Oh. Oh, all right. We'll start with me. Look, I've, I've thrown her now. We we'll start with me. Okay. Why not? You know, I'm pot noodle girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it! Right. Let's start with you and what you now get up to <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Play with organs. <laughs> You do, you do. And I'm so proud of you. Come on, tell everybody tell everybody how this has happened and what's going on. Right, okay. So I'll have to go back to go forward, okay? So when oh I was God. 11... Get yourself a brew, guys. Get yourself a brew. Pause, pause, pause. Get a brew, get some cake and settle in. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so basically when I was 11... My dad was um, a club singer and a musician, so he, he spent a lot of time Friday, Saturday, Sunday out on working men's clubs. And for whatever reason, this particular working men's club that he was at, I don't know which it was, it's not even relevant, was closing down. My dad was a complete hoarder, right? But not in like the collector's magazine kind of hoarding way. In mus- any musical instrument, he loved egg timers, anything weird and wonderful, it ended up in our house, right? <laughs> so what you've got to imagine now is... The club's closing down. We've got a three-bedroom, fairly relatively small council house, nothing spectacular, giant kitchen diner. My mum comes home from hairdressing one lunchtime to find a drum kit and a Hammond organ with a giant six-foot Leslie speaker replacing her glass dining table and chairs. And my dad's like, oh... Um, one of you is going to have to learn to play this. So my younger sister said, I'll do it, which was fine because I already played the guitar and loads of other stuff. She lasted a week, right? She lasted a week on this organ. And my dad said, well, I'm not having this here. I can't get another van to get rid of it. So you're going to have to learn it. So I did. So the guy who was playing the organ at that work... Your child coming out there, Alex. It is the hero. <laughs> I was a bit of a hero at this point, though. Actually, right? So... The guy who did play the organ as the resident organist in the club no longer had a job. So he became my organ teacher. He was what you know anyway, what what um these people on these clubs are like, because you've lived it with me. They're all eccentric, they're all major pissheads. Yeah. They're all lovable. And he used to come to my house with his Carlsberg special brew on a Thursday night after school <laughs> and sit at the organ and he taught me to play. And I had lessons for about I don't know, six years. And I was good. I was really, really good. And I know that sounds dead big headed, but I was. Um, Anyway. Uh, Can I just say before you go into being a grown up, when we was kids, I was so jealous that you could play so many instruments and sing as well. Like that just really pissed me off when I found out you could sing and play all these instruments. But can I just say as much as it pissed you off, you used to always be dead proud as well because you'd always tell me to play it. I know I am dead proud. I I am now. Like, wait, go on, get to the next bit because then I can tell you how proud I am of you again. Well, with this organ, right, I've always had this, I loved playing it, but obviously it wasn't the most cool thing to do, which let's go back to this. I am a geek again, officially, and I'm really proud of it now. And I wish I'd have had this level of confidence to speak about it because it's so special to be able to do it. Anyway, Fast forward, my little six-year-old come home from school about a month and a half ago and declared that he wanted to be a Christian. Now, none of my kids are christened. I am. 
But I had them all blessed and I said, if they ever wanted to choose religion, I would always help them to do that in whatever religion they wanted. And he came home, he'd been doing a bit of school, said, I want to be a Christian. So I said, right. He said, I want to be christened. I said, well, you can't be christened immediately. What you have to do is go to church and see whether you actually appreciate it, like it and so on. I genuinely thought he'd go once and say, I'm not going again. And he hasn't. He he loves it, right? So I'm online looking for this church to take him to, looking for a family-friendly one. Found one down the road in Bramall and then saw work with us and thought, oh, I don't want to be going to a church that hasn't got a permanent vicar because I want him to actually feel part of something. I want. Please don't tell me that you were thinking of actually being the vicar, not the (laughs) organ player. I reckon, like I keep saying, I think I could have gone up in flames if I'd have tried to do that. (laughs) I did think, what's going on? Anyway, I clicked on work with us, organist required. Now, I need to sort of put this in context. My littlest is called Abel, as in Cain and Abel, right? So I go to the church. I go, And also, just for context, he's actually named after Jackson's son in Sons of Anarchy. So really nothing to do with religion at all, even though it's a religious name. So I go to the church and there's people gardening. And I said, oh, I'm just inquiring about bringing my son to the church on Sunday. So she said, all right, I'll just get the vicar for you. So the vicar comes over and he's a lovely guy. And he says, uh, oh, yeah. And I said, he's called Abel. I said, oh, and by the way, I believe you're looking for an organist. I play. And honestly, this is, he went, oh, our prayers have been answered. <laughs> and he was like, and what's your son called? Kane? I was like, no, the other one, the good one. <laughs> But yeah, it was like, to them, at the church, it was like this biblical name, Abel, had been sent, and I'm the organist, they're so chuffed. Anyway, this is four weeks ago, and he said, can you play on Easter Sunday? No pressure, there's only a few hundred people going to walk through the door. I haven't played for 20 years. I've spent every single day learning how to play um, Amazing Grace and various other hymns. Um, and I did it. I did it last Sunday and I've got a job at the church. I'm the church organist. That's so amazing. Honestly, I am genuinely so proud of you because I think for a while now, and anybody that's listening that is new to being sober or not new to, well, just anyone that's listening really, <laughs> will know that like we've got to find new things to do when we stop drinking and I feel like you've been searching quite a while for your kind of switch off yeah your thing yeah so when you sent me the recording and you was playing it genuinely made me fully cry like I could see you as that teenager playing your organ in the kitchen at your house and I, I was just so proud of you and I'm so excited that you've got something that that you can that you can do on your own I think it's so important to have these things that you know as much as it is important connection is it's also really important to have things to do on your own that you love and that you're passionate about and that can help kind of switch you off and to know that you have now got that and it's something that you're so freaking good at it just made me dead emotional and I am really really proud of you couldn't wait to share it with you right and it's it's about a 15 minute walk to the church from where I am and it's a lovely walk all the way through the woods and through all the blossom trees so honestly I'm like this little spiritual freak walking along going yay I'm going to church and I'll oh you should borrow my bike with my basket Yeah, with all my music in the front. Oh my yeah, oh my gosh, music and daffodils. <laughs> oh, that is so good. You should do that. 
You know what though? Seriously, I'm, I'm like on my way there. I'm so excited to get there. And it was nerve wracking and it was really, really scary. And can I just say, I promise you, I have heard every single playing the Vickers organ joke there is. So just leave it out, everybody. All right. <laughs> I don't want any messages about what I get up to in my spare time with the vicar and the organ. It's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you how this started? So when... Um, I can't remember whether I told this story last season. I've Go get yourself another brew, guys. Go get yourself another one. Stop. So, can you see how excited I am, Lisa? It's ridiculous. I don't want to do a podcast, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, for anyone else who knows, my other my other kind of passion is fitness and health, and I love getting doing exercise. And Lisa always jokes saying I lift houses. I do lift quite heavy weights, but it's not houses. It's more like sheds, right? <laughs> anyway, I um, I put on quite a bit of weight when I first stopped drinking. And I think it's really common. People think you're going to lose weight and you don't always lose weight because you, you transfer. And mine was to stodge food and junk. Um, so I put on quite a bit of weight. Anyway, I did some before and after pictures. And my before pictures, honestly, I've got these nasty next black knickers on and this old the oldest white bra you've ever seen like it looked like a hammock it was gross right so I've got this and then for my after picture because I'd lost a couple of stone I went out and I'd bought some beautiful blue lace can we just tell you also why is that I I did as a best friend shame you on your before picture for your underwear because I'm like if you're going to have and so anybody listening if you're going to do before and after pictures right get decent underwear or gym wear you know, like gym wear is fine, but do not put on skanky underwear and then take a picture because one day you're going to want to show it off. Yeah, but this is the difference. You see, I showed it off anyway. And actually the crap. No, I edited it actually for you. If you remember, you said, please, can you block out my skanky brown knickers? And it took me ages. True. So anyway, I've got this nice underwear, right? So this lovely blue lace, nice underwear. And I get this before and after picture. And my husband took the photos on his phone. So obviously I want them on my phone and he was messing around. So I pick up his Samsung phone. I don't know how to use a Samsung phone, right? I am becoming a dinosaur. I can only use iPhone now. Send these pictures to myself. Side side shot and front shot in my blue underwear. And then Sam, my husband, gets a message off his dad saying, were they meant for me? <laughs> oh, Dawn, Alex, it sends me under that. Right. Like, I know I, I know you think that's funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I hate that. I think, how do you even send them to, like, it must have said dad in his phone. I don't know what happened. I think, <laughs> I think what happened was, right... I think I did it from the photo album, pressed it. And, you know, you can get to the action, like send, and you press on Telegram. And instead of pressing on Telegram, I think I just pressed the Telegram. Oh, this, oh no. The last person he'd sent it to. Anyway, the relevance of this is that I cannot pick up his dad on anything he's now ribbing me about playing the organ because... The, I've sent him half nudes. So I feel like he's got to get away with ribbing me about playing the organ. And he has been doing him, his dad, to my husband, his dad and his dad's brother, all talking about me playing the organ in a smutty way. Oh, please stop. It's cringing me out. I don't like it. Let's move on now. We'll move on to you, what you've been up to. Well, freaking not much now. (laughs) Get yourself yourself a quick shot of water because this is going to be quick. (laughs) 
talk about your last walk? And the reason I'm saying the last one, the one you've just done this weekend, is because I saw a comment on there from somebody saying they'd love to do what you're doing. And like, and you were like, yeah, it's just three hours. Yeah. I think sometimes, I suppose, on my social media so we've got the be sober instagram if you're not following it get over there um but on my own and my new name's lisa joe outdoors by the way because that's become my life now i spend a lot more time outdoors and the more i'm outside the more i need to be outside i get edgy about it and i think from getting sober that's become my thing the outside and nature has just helped me so much but yeah i shared my post this weekend um oh was it yeah it was um it was yeah and a member draw i would you're living the life i'd love to live something like that yeah yeah, so my reply was, don't be fooled. It's one day a week if I'm lucky. And I think that is it. And I think if you looked at my Instagram, you'd think I was outside all the time. But because my time is so limited with my partner, we squeeze everything in. So this Sunday, we had an incredible day. We really did. In fact, the whole Easter weekend was incredible. It started on the Saturday. We went for a be sober walk and cold water dip. So that was amazing. We shared that with another group called Active Friends, which is run by um, a lady called Sue, who's such an inspiration. She's amazing. And I don't know how she fits everything in. Um, But yeah, we met up and we had a cold water dip and you know what can I just say while we're on this cold water dip Joanne who is one of our um, members or she comes to the events anyway and she was talking about the podcast and she was saying that she listens to it when she's she gets ready for bed I've had a whole bedtime routine so I promised her that on when we came back on the podcast that me and you would say good night to her so um, we need to say it yeah yeah. Night, night, Joanne. Sleep tight. And don't forget the landing light. Oh, yeah, turn your landing light off. Nobody likes a light left on in the night. And have a wee. If you need a wee, don't hold it. Especially with the um, electric prices these days. But that's another story. But yeah, make sure that light's off. And well, yeah, don't hold your wee. I was wondering why the electric was relevant to the wee. <laughs> Well, it's because you sped so quickly and I couldn't get that out of my head. Anyway, that was Saturday. We went for a cold water dip. It was incredible. I actually put my head under a waterfall, um, which was just amazing. And then on the Sunday, right, what nobody can see on this podcast now is Alex is really bored with my story and she's distracting me. She's looking at a phone or doing something. So we've had to listen to her (laughs) grinding the vicar's organ for the last 30 minutes. Take it to a whole new level. Jeez. Well, that's where everybody else went. We know it. No, I I actually was distracted. I got a text message from my son. I've told him to leave me alone. Sorry. Carry on. So on Sunday, (laughs) no, because even I'm bored of my own story now. Please don't. It was such a lovely day. Oh, now I feel horrible. Go back. Go on. Right, so on Sunday, which I've now said 19 times, you might have to edit this. I'm not editing it, it's going in. (laughs) Um, Me and Rob got up super, super early and decided that we was going to the Druid Temple, which is over in Harrogate, where it's somewhere Rob's wanted to go for ages. We've seen it on Instagram and it, it just looked incredible. Anyway, so we made our breakfast and we 
whizzed over and we got there for about half past six, quarter to seven, just before all the crowds arrived. So we literally had it to ourselves, which was amazing. Um, so we sat there, had a butter and a brew in the Druid's Temple. Then we had a walk around the forest. And you know what was so lovely? This is why I know I love him so much, right? He's just my absolute soulmate. And it's because we were sat there in this forest and we're just listening to the birds and to the, the sounds. It was just incredible. And then at the exact same time, he bent down to take his shoelaces off. At the exact same time, I went, shall we go barefoot? And then we both looked at each other like, oh my God. So we walked around the forest barefoot and did some grounding which was just so, so lovely. And when we were sat there, this big hair, which is getting bigger and bigger the more I remember it, right? It was like the size of a tree now. (laughs) But this big hair just ran through the forest. And honestly, it felt like it stopped, looked at us, and then ran down. And it was so muscly. And And I'm saying this as in like how much we noticed it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It would just, and it made me want to cry. Like, I don't know why this hair made me want to cry so much. I'm actually going to Google what that means about hairs or seeing them because it's got to have some kind of spiritual meaning. Anyway, then we listened to like, um, we could hear a woodpecker in the distance. And I was like, oh, if I see a woodpecker, that is going to literally make my day. Anyway. We goes from there, we had some coffee and cake, and then we went to have lunch at Fountain's Abbey. So another amazing place. It was just beautiful. We packed ourselves a picnic for lunch. We took a bottle of alcohol-free Prosecco. So we had a walk around there, and then we sat in front of the Abbey and had our lunch. And it was so funny because people were walking past, and obviously they wouldn't know it was alcohol-free. So I think they just thought we were like a pair of pissheads in the front of the Abbey, like supping this, supping champagne. And there was a few comments of like, oh, that's the life, which made me think, you know how how glorified drinking actually is in these situations like there were mums alcohol free because that is the life do you know what I mean yeah and it actually really is anyway we finished at the abbey and we was we were just about to set off home and we was like I wonder if we could catch the sunset somewhere and I saw a sign for a place called Brimham Rocks so I said, have you heard of that? And he was like no but let's go and this is again why I just like love it so much because it just does things like at the last minute. So we turned around and we went to this Brimham Rocks. And if you see the pictures for there, have you seen them, Alex? It yeah, would, looks like Stonehenge, but better. Oh, it was well better. Why? In fact, don't even waste your time or your money going to Stonehenge. Because that's like a... Who lives there, by the way, or near there. And that's your... No, it's just commercial. It's just like, it's man-made Stonehenge. I thought they were like some amazing history that these rocks had magically appeared. So when I got there and they were like, oh, these men brought them up. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not that interesting. There's pyramids and all sorts, isn't there? It's not like they were out <laughs> special. You rocks in a heat in a circle. I know. Anyway, we got to these rocks and we absolutely, we just played. We were climbing the rocks. We were up, we were down. We was like, and at one point, Rob just looked at me and he was so overwhelmed, right? He was like, there's just too many rocks. I don't know where to go. <laughs> we'll get back to our chat shortly. But first, let us tell you some of the things we offer at Be Sober. 
So we don't really want to bombard you with everything we do because there's absolutely tons of stuff. So what we're going to do is tell you a little bit each episode. That's if we remember. We will do. I promise. We'll try. Um, But this week, what we're going to do is we're going to tell you all about our coaching and Empower Hours. So the Empower Hours are designed to improve and up-level your life. The sessions are tailored to help you reach your goals, create positive habits, boost your confidence and assist you in your decision-making skills. So, instead of spending your hard-earned cash on getting absolutely wasted this weekend, why don't you do yourself a favour, book a Be Sober Empower Hour today. It's 75 minutes that will literally change your life. Go on, invest in yourself. So, but it's just that like, and I feel honestly, I would not appreciate stuff like this without being sober. And I feel like I'm just living my childhood again. That's how I feel in such a different way. And it's like, on the coaching last night, on the Be Sober group coaching, which um, if you're not a member, you get as part of your membership, by the way, just a little plug there. Um, (laughs) But on the Be Sober coaching, uh, we were talking about this and uh, myself and Sarah were saying that, and Sarah's another coach, by the way, for Be Sober, she's the other head coach. We were talking about how some people go back to childhood and find their joy in childhood things. And there were some people sat on the session that said, well, what if you didn't really know who you were as a child? And we were saying, you know, if you can't figure out what you used to like, get your blank page, get your blank piece of paper and brainstorm everything you want to try. What makes you feel calm, peaceful, happy, joyous, whatever that positive vibe is, and give it a go. And she said her hobby she's discovered is faffing. She hasn't got one hobby. She just tries loads of different stuff all the time. Like she might do an art class or she might do a bit of embroidery and stuff. I thought it was a great comment. It's such a good idea. And I think this is why I love our events so much that we do. Because we've got so many different ambassadors that bring something different to the table. We get get loads of different events, don't we? And I think that gives people the opportunity to try things and travel to things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of wildlife, do you know why I saw a woodpecker? And the really... Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, go on, tell me that. Just, just with you saying woodpecker, I saw a woodpecker and um, it, it was so hard to see, but I've got a little video of that. Well, that's, I, did, I forgot this bit and it was very important. So when we got to Fountains Abbey, we walked around and there was a little bird hut oh, that you could go in. Honestly, I would think people used to be geeky that did things like this. And we saw the bird hut and we were like, oh my God, there's a bird hut, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we, we sat in this bird hut. I've even got a monocular, right? I've got a monocular, honestly. She got it out at camping. We'll tell you about that in a minute. Camping. So we sat there with this monocular. Anyway, Rob just tapped me and he went, Lisa, Lisa, look, there's a woodpecker. And there were bloody woodpecker. We've never even had the conversation about it. And I'd been saying earlier, like, oh my God, it'd make me day if I saw one of them. And it was there and it was actually pecking the wood. Yeah, yeah, that's what my... Oh, how good is that? Aren't they gorgeous? Yeah, they're lovely. The other wildlife we saw, which I ruined for you, on our camping trip, so this is something else we've been up to. We went on um, a camping weekend with a group called Love Her Wild, and it was actually a women's only weekend. Um, But watch this space, because we've got a Be Sober event coming up next May, which we're dying to tell you about, but we can't yet, because we're just waiting for our webpage. Yes, we are. Um, on this camping weekend, which was incredible, you saw a massive deer as well, didn't you? 
Yeah, I felt so, so lucky for that because it was in the morning we'd got up, hadn't we, to do breakfast. And I was like, right, I'll go and bring the car up. So I walked all the way down. And as I was coming back up in the car, the deer just, it it was massive as well. Like really, really big. That'll be relevant in a minute. But it was like so big. Um, So I stopped the car and I... Yeah, just bouncing along. So I kind of snuck out and managed to get a little a little video of it, which was incredible. And then I showed you the video, didn't I? Yeah. And I said, is it a rabbit? <laughs> I didn't have my glasses a on. fucking rabbit, she said. It was the biggest deer I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> It was because it was jumping and I didn't have my glasses on. Like at first, well, what I actually did was went, Oh, is that a deer or is it a rabbit? Because then I felt stupid saying it was a deer in case it was a rabbit. <laughs> I've seen loads of rabbits, me, this like last week or two. And hares, hares and rabbits. Oh, I wonder what that means then. I know, and grouse. Maybe it's just because I was in the country. Spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and lambs. I've seen lambs. Wow. <laughs> And one deer, one deer, two woodpeckers, <laughs> and an organ. <laughs> so I think, I mean, we are actually done loads. We've been up to loads and we've had loads of free time away from the podcast so that we could reset, recharge and actually come back and tell you some really nice things. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to this season. We have no clue what it'll bring. Um, (laughs) And we really don't. So you'll just have to subscribe and listen to find out. Definitely will. Um, Before we finish then, shall we talk a little bit about the weather? Because the weather has really heated up. Oh, Alex and her weather again. (laughs) If if anyone's listened from season one. Right, it's warming up, yeah. And a lot of people are getting triggered. And also, you wanted to talk a bit about holidays and going on. Yeah. You've got a holiday coming up, haven't you? Yeah, I have on the um, 20th of May, I think it is. Oh, I'm going to miss you. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a week. It's just a week. But I'm so excited. It's the first holiday since um, the, the C word that we don't talk about. Uh, which I'm, I am dead excited about. But yeah, what I thought I'd talk about is we've had a few members going on holiday and feeling really worried and anxious because for many people, it's the first ever sober holiday. Yeah. We've had and people, well, aren't we, on the first holiday? You are. That some members absolutely smashed their first. Absolutely. Which I just think is amazing. And it's so inspiring. So when somebody goes on holiday and absolutely smashes it, what I love about the group is as soon as somebody asks for advice, they're well on it, aren't they, with um, with doing it. But I've actually taken this because one of our amazing ambassadors and members, Carolyn, had put some top tips in for somebody that was going on a sober holiday. So I've pinched them. Thank you, Carolyn. She's um, North Wales if anyone wants to go and meet her. Yes. She has a brunch at the end of every month and sea dipping and she's doing Snowden. 
Yeah, the climbing Snowden. Yeah. yeah, there are climbing Snowden. You're welcome to go to that. Just have a look at the events page on our website. <laughs> Doing well today with these event drops. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. So she put down, somebody had said, has anybody got any top tips for holiday? So Caroline come up with alcohol-free drinks. So for those that aren't triggered by them, it's a really, really good option. Also, though, be careful and do not rely on them if you're going on holiday because some destinations are absolutely crap with alcohol-free drinks or prepare for that. Say something about alcohol-free drinks because there was a post in the support group as well um, and and one in the members group about alcohol-free drinks and it is important. It's such personal choice and it's one of those times when you start talking about it in any group, it brings up a lot of debate. It's like the 12-step versus non-12-step or alcoholic versus alcoholic. They're all quite polar subjects. If you're not triggered like Lisa just said and they help... It's the same as drinking a Diet Coke. Just because it is is an alcohol-free grown-up option, it doesn't mean it's bad to rely on them or to have them or to drink them. It's no different than having, we've said this before, the fake Christmas tree at Christmas to join in. Um, But if you are triggered, please just stay away from them. You don't have to have them. Have a nice tonic water or a Coke or a lemonade or a nice tea or whatever. Also, she'd said, um, plan some treats for staying alcohol free. So things like check if your hotel's got a spa so you can maybe book yourself a massage, a mini, a, a minicure. That's my monocular coming out again. A manicure, pedicure, um, or book adventures, you know, like going out on the sea, quad biking, all these things. That quad you biking on the sea? No, one on the sea and quad biking another day or something. Shut up, you. <laughs> Right, this one I love. Plan some sunrise activities. You know, how nice would it be to watch the sunrise in other countries? That's where, and not actually be walking home in shame with your shoes in your hand. Going, we talked about that this morning, didn't we, when I lived out in Cyprus and had to do the walk of shame through a beautiful little Cypriot village where the little old ladies dressed in black sweeping the pavements and me, drunken Brit, staggering through the village. Oh, I can imagine. And if your hair was anything like it is on a B-fit in the morning, they just thought, what's this coming up? It's when I had it dyed black, that as walk around, red lipstick smeared up my face. Oh, stop it. Stop. See, you don't want to be that. Do stop not that. Some, Maybe see if there's like yoga or just go and sit somewhere and watch the sun. I love the sunrise, me, and the sunset. It's just yeah, incredible. I I, I, weirdly, do you have a preference, sunrise or sunset? I think it's sunset. Oh, in that way, because I prefer sunrise. Like if I had to pick one, I would love to see the sun coming up. No, I like the sunset. I think because of all the colours are just amazing, aren't they? What have we turned into? Like, who are we? I know. Um, right, other one. Take your journal, post in the group, in the Facebook group, because that is really helpful. You know, we've just had a member smash her holiday and still turn up for Be Fit at half past six in the morning. Well, it's on holiday. How good is that? That is so cool. Right, I like this one as well. Write and open this in an emergency letter. Oh, I liked that one. In which you list all your reasons why you were doing this and all the benefits that you gain. Open the letter if you feel like picking up a drink. Good one. Like a letter to self then, isn't it? Yeah. I think you've done this. Yeah, I like that one. Remember that alcohol adds nothing 
absolutely nothing to the occasion. It's ethanol and we put it in our car engines. We do. <laughs> Banned it in the 1970s as an anaesthetic in surgery because it was too toxic. You know, when you go on holiday, like, and I used to do this and I, would, and I did, I would look for a view, take like balance my glass perfectly of whatever I was drinking and take a picture of it. You, what you're doing there is you are literally giving alcohol all the credit for your holiday. Move the freaking glass and actually look at the view. It's yeah. what like, oh my God. And you know what as well, if you're not drinking, like in the airport, I remember like that fuzzy feeling. It gives you tunnel vision drinking, doesn't it? So like when you get off the plane, it's mad, isn't it? You actually see and smell and feel. Yeah. Mad. Instantly like all your senses come alive. It's the best thing. Sober holidays are the best. And if you get bored, good. That, that gives you time to think of new stuff and to become creative. We need to get bored sometimes. Right. Um, another one is take some quickly and a gripping novel. Yeah. A good audible. Yeah, I like audible. I like lying on the sunbed. My first sober holiday when I went to Mallorca, and I'd only been sober a few weeks, and it's still, honestly, it is the best holiday I ever had in my life. And I, and I still remember lying on the sunbed, listening to my book and just looking out over the sea oh and then the evenings on the balcony with the kids with the kids not no I'm there actually with them doing what they wanted it'll be so lovely Rob actually said to me the other day he was like because in fact this will be his first sober holiday oh will it yeah he's not really been away like abroad and not drank he never drank a lot anyway, like at all. But he actually said to me yesterday, what do you think we'll do at night time? Because I think drunk people would do my head in. I was like, hmm, I can think of a few things. <laughs> oh, are you going to learn to play the organ, Lisa? <laughs> Don't worry about that, Rob. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, another one is listen to podcasts. So... If you're going away, don't listen to the next season until you're on holiday and then you can binge us. Imagine that, listening to our voices while you buy the sit Oh, no, don't do that. Find a different one. <laughs> listen to Happy Place. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than listening to us two talking shit while you're on holiday. <laughs> well, that's what I thought when Joanne said she listens to us to go to sleep. I'm not like... <laughs> I, did a, I did a body scan for one of my coaching programmes and Lynn puts me on in bed and listens to the body. I, <laughs> I love listening to your voice at bedtime. I was like, ew, Lynn, I can't think of anything worse than listening to my little mank accent at bedtime. You don't really have a mank accent. I think you oh, sound quite posh. I'm posh. You do? We're so posh that somebody recently called us both Irish. We're not Irish, by the way. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, she did. What was that lady called? Um, oh, I can't, on Instagram anyway. I can't remember. Yeah. She didn't have a real name on it. From Australia, and she said, I love listening to my two Irish lasses. <laughs> we didn't even tell her then, did we? So she's going to find out that we're not Irish by listening to I am. Just found out we're not Irish. Send us a message when you hear that we're not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Right. Um, two more. Enjoy your clarity and the absence of hangovers. It makes such a difference, you know, waking up on holiday and not having that dehydrated, uh, uh, feeling. <laughs> 
It does. Like the number of holidays. I once woke up on holiday with my ex-husband, right? And I swear it was like oh, what? <laughs> I thought you were with him at the time. I was. But it was <laughs> murder scene. Honestly, it looked awful. The patio doors were open, bed sheets were just everywhere. He was on the floor with his head in the sink in a pile of sick. Oh, that's disgusting. And I was like there on the bed thing. And honestly, none of us had any recollection of what had happened. But all I remember is thinking, oh, we've got to go downstairs and sunbathe because you don't want to miss your holiday. And can I now point out that Lisa's on Earth? Yeah, I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah, but mine's not just to look at something random. Um, I wanted to tell you because my mum's just got back off holiday. She went to Cape Verde for her 60th birthday and she sent me a message and I was just so chuffed and I wanted to share it. But she'd said um, that she'd had a bottle of bubbly put in my room today. We've got a bar full of spirits and a fridge full of stuff, which is something to watch out for. You know, when you do go to these um, hotels that things might just randomly appear in your bedroom. So you've get a basket with wine in it and stuff don't yeah you've got to prepare yourself I think so it is preparing for that because the last thing you want to do is be taken by surprise anyway she said we've got a bar full of spirits and a fridge full of stuff and I can honestly say that the best thing is the selection of teas and coffees I've not been remotely tempted and just wanted to say a big thank you to you that I get to celebrate my 60th sober clear-headed and happy to know that I will not be making a twat of myself later (laughs) <laughs> but but that's what reminded me is and my mum used to do this and I'm so sorry mum that I'm sharing your secrets because she does listen to us right but she would go on holiday drink say on the first night or the second night get talking to people decide that they're going to be a new best friend make a complete twat of herself right and then spend the whole holiday trying to avoid them and mum you know which holiday I'm on about (laughs) (laughs) but how nice to be able to go away and know that you're not going to do all them things it is it's amazing so whatever you do on your summer holiday do it sober try it and we'll say this again like we always do just see it as an experiment all right just test it out have you ever done a sober holiday as an adult see what it's like experience all those first and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about you can we have gifted our sober experiment to everybody now and you can find it on the website besoberofficial.com if you go to join our community uh, you'll find the free sober experiment and you can sign up and it's our 30 day experiment where you'll receive daily videos and tips to get yourself sober over the first 30 days and change your mindset around alcohol forever yes and like you just said Alex do everything what try every single thing once without a drink so whether that be Christmas birthdays holidays but also sad stuff as well sex but not that wasn't a sad thing but you have to try sober sex oh I thought you said death but yeah, go to a funeral sober as well. <laughs> yeah, you do need to, and you need to experience grief sober because it's a different experience. Um, so yeah, I don't want to end on a sad note though. No, definitely. Well, go back to the sex one because so, yeah, def- definitely sober that. Items all your senses. Miles better. Oh, cringy now. Right, go, go, go. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> See you soon. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and don't forget to follow or subscribe. And of course, if you've loved this episode, then please share it with your friends. If you didn't, then let's never speak of this again. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to find out more about the work we do or you want to join our amazing community here at Be Sober, you can find out everything we do on our website, besoberofficial.com. Until next time, be brave, be kind, and be sober.